Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. Today we are meeting an FPL manager with an interesting story to tell or is offering a unique perspective on the game or both, hopefully. Uh, my name is Joe and today I'm joined by Craig Priestley, who has created something that's taken the community by storm before the 2022-23 season. It's a simple concept. It's an FPL journal offering managers the chance to map out their pre-season drafts and from game week to game week. Plus, they can do a bit of colouring in along the way. Uh, Craig, welcome. How are you? Thanks, Joe. Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. No, no, it's great. I'm, I'm pleased you could um, uh, join us because one of the things I, I noticed um, during uh, the uh, the summer um, was I'm always on the lookout for sort of stories around around fancy football, and uh, and I think I think your your one was uh, you know particularly uh, particularly interesting because you were you were creating something that I thought was really offering something a bit unique to the to the uh, to the to the audience. Uh, who, who play FPL because I, I mean we'll come to this we'll explain what the book is and, and get you to talk about that but I think it's actually slightly changing how managers adapt to the game and I don't know whether you'll agree with that but um, well I mean let, let's put a picture of the book up okay so it's called the Fancy Premier League uh, Journal so um, I mean how, how, did, how did this come about then? <laughs> so you know if you're like me uh, maybe a little bit more like yourself as well. I go through so many pieces of paper <laughs> during the yeah. France season. You know, I've got post-it notes here. I've got uh, screenshots on my phone. Like the whole of my camera reel is just screenshots, basically, of, of different fancy teams. Mm. Um, and I thought, right, surely there's a the better way of doing this. You know, let, let's get it all in one place. Um, so it started out as just, you know, maybe making a little journal um, for drafts. So that, that's kind of what is always going to be originally, mm-hmm. just like yeah. a really basic journal, maybe like 30 pages of drafts that people can like have a tinker and, and get their game week one team down in. And then I was like, you know, why why kind of stop there? You know, why not add a bit for preseason scouting? Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then maybe some people might enjoy kind of tracking their season as well. So I kind of started building it out, most, mostly just for myself, to be honest. Uh, I put a tweet out on Twitter back in, I think it was in, in June, um, you know, just asking the FPL community on Twitter kind of what they thought. And, and the response was fantastic. And, you know, just to hit, have that many amazing people like yourself, uh, FPL Doodles, uh, a lot of the kind of FPL community commenting and saying, you know, this is a great idea. 
I thought, right, that's the that's the pressure I need to to get it done. Then <laughs> definitely. So so FPL Doodles did the cover for it, um, and yourself, you designed um, the pages within. Um, yeah. And it, is this right? It was a, is or was a, a number one bestseller on Amazon. I mean, not not the number one bestseller. It's more than, <laughs> but or is it? I don't know. It, it got pretty up there, to be fair, which is which is fantastic. But it was number one bestseller in. Uh, Premier League okay. and English football on Amazon. Oh. So, and it, it stayed there in English football for a good good week. So, yeah, it did really well. Wow. I mean, that, that's that's amazing. I know lots of other people, because I, I posted a bit about it, and other people said, wow, what, what's that? I want, I want to get that. Um, one of the things I liked about it, because it's something I've spoken about on videos and on the Scoutcast, is about a sort of back-to-basics approach, keeping things simple um you know as you said i mean you've got all the clutter of post-it notes so people have got on their phone how many people on their phone have got you know a, a thousand images of all the different drafts they've had you know during august um and it gets very confusing and sometimes it's quite nice to just look at the game week in a basic way um and to look at your, your pre-season planning in a basic way so so what one of the ways I use that is I do the colouring in. I like the colouring in bit. Um, and I only colour in a player if I'm certain I'm going to keep them. Um, so that was in the build-up. But obviously, as game weeks go on, I'm quite looking forward to doing the colouring in as each game week go on. And I want to show you something in action. You probably saw this tweet. It was today from Andy Nash. Who is a you know who, who consumes a lot of the fancy football scout content? Um, it's a it's a picture on the screen. You've probably seen with with some really good colouring in. He's very handy. He's done yeah, very well. Very impressive. He, he, he says he's borrowed his daughter's uh, crayons um, and you know, he's criticising his own colouring, but I think it's good um, to to highlight his game week one team, which got seventy nine points. And so he's you know put who they were playing, and then he's got the got them all mapped out how many points they got and. There's some space there for thoughts on next week. This this week, roll the free transfer. But future weeks, it will be, you know, players to get in and out. And it sort of nicely sort of maps that out. Do you, I mean, do you think that looking at posts from Andy, and you've seen countless others over the summer as well, but do you think that it might alter how managers approach the game in a more sort of simple, logical way, do you think? So the, the kind of original thought about it was, you know, we're on our phones all the time um, and to kind of have that headspace and time away from your, your devices is, is really important. Um, so the kind of original thought was, you know, having an offline version, you know, there's no point competing with like FPL team, uh, which last year kind of took the community by storm. Right. And it is absolutely fantastic for planning. The thought was, you know, if you're down the pub, um, maybe you're on, you're on the tube, on the underground, on the way home. Or, or maybe, you know, mm-hmm. on, on the toilet doing some, some FPL planning. Um, <laughs> that's usually at a, at a wedding where you say, oh, I've just, I've just got yeah. a nip out. Uh, and as you hide on the toilet. And <laughs> yeah, but the, the thought was to, to kind of have an offline version, you know. But as you kind of say, back to basics. Um, you know, when I started Fancy, I think I was maybe 16 when I yeah. did the first ever one. It used to come by post. Um, and you used to have to like send off by post your pics mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and it's, it's, it's nice just having it in that kind of physical yeah, format. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you could definitely say it's back to basics. It's, it's just a, another version because there's, you know, fantasy football is so huge now, isn't it? It's just kind of grown and exploded over the past, past few years. Um, and then what I quite like about it is 
online, you do your fancy mm. season, yeah, and then the next season comes around and, and it's gone. And yeah. I, I can't remember who I picked, who mm. did well, and it's just all gone. And I've take, taken no learnings mm. from the previous season. Yeah. So to kind of have like a catalogue, kind of a reference to the last year, I, I think that's quite a nice, nice thing that's maybe missing okay. from the fancy website at the moment. So, so you're definitely um, planning this for next year as well, next summer. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, this one was just kind of my thoughts on what I wanted each week yeah. and what I wanted to be included. But I've, so many people in the Twitter community have commented, you know, oh, how about this? Yeah, add this, maybe some more draft pages, wildcard pages. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be bigger and better next year. Okay. Um, now I, I like, I mean, the, the colouring in concept, what was I right in thing? Cause I started colouring in, uh, my, as soon as I saw the blank white shirts, I just wanted to colour them in badly. I hasten to add, but you, you were saying that that wasn't the aim. <laughs> I thought it was a colouring in book. <laughs> <laughs> I think you kind of started the colouring in, uh, okay. virality of, mm-hmm. of the, the journal. So in my mind, the idea was just to have it, have okay. the shirts there, you know, maybe you could write on it or, or whatever. I didn't think in my mind, like, it's there for colouring. Mm. But that's the beauty of it is kind of you put it out there and then see how people utilise it. And, and you know, yourself and loads of other mm. people have really enjoyed the colouring in aspect. So, yeah. <laughs> I was I was thinking as well, I mean, it just, just thought occurred to me as well, because you were talking about this sort of getting off your phones and back to basics uh, approach. And obviously we as we as FPL managers, especially those with kids. Um, uh, I know there's been some quite quite funny videos about that, um, uh, that concept of being being the, the absent father or mother, um, ignoring the children because you're looking at who's just scored or who's got the assist and the bonus and those types of things. Um, so it was good last season we spoke to uh, Dave, a simple goal, who'd done a uh, league for parents and, and kids. So to get their kids involved in it. And it strikes me as well um, that I think this could be a good way of doing that as well. Kids love colouring in. I mean, I love colouring in. Um, but there could be a way of, of getting kids to, to so you've, you've set the team up, but then you could ask them to colour it in. Can you do a nice blue shirt for me? Can you get that, that sponsor yeah. logo in, that kind of thing? Um, yeah, definitely. Or, you know, maybe there's a simplified kid-friendly version we could do next year, perhaps oh. as well. Okay, coming up some good ideas there. So um, just just a bit about your background as well, because there's lots of people in the community, lots of very talented people in the community doing all sorts of things uh, online and offline around the FPL. Lots of great ideas are coming and uh, like this one as well. So what, what is your what is your background, though? What, what do you do outside of FPL? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So kind of full time, I work in social media. I work as a producer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm always on social, always creating video and content mm-hmm. for social media, but, you know, not FPL content. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like I do enough of it day to day. So yeah. uh, I kind of stay away from it in my free time. Uh, but yeah, in my, in my spare time, I'm an I'm a avid writer. Mm-hmm. So I, I write sci-fi books. Huh? Um, yeah, and, and I've been kind of learning how to self-publish through Amazon, uh, okay. learning how to kind of craft and create books, oh. you know, covers, formatting. Mm-hmm. Uh, made absolutely no money <laughs> on anything over the past few years in my sci-fi writing, but it's, it's still like a my, my passion. But you've got a it's a tril- trilogy of books you've got out. Um, yeah, the, the, it's called the United World. If there's any dystopian sci-fi fans out oh, there. Okay. 
uh yeah the, the third in the trilogy comes out in september did you so, did you speak to um david while he was editor at fancy football scout or, or perhaps still do um because he i mean he's the same into likes fancy football but also loves a bit of dystopian sci-fi um, yeah it's funny writer as we, well. we we released our, our first books around a similar around a similar time Book and friends. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> excellent um so you've been playing fpl for years you're one of those people that only took it seriously um, a little while ago. Uh, is that is that that fair to say? So about twenty fifteen, you started taking it seriously. Yeah, it's crazy how those years fly by, isn't it? What's yeah. that? Eight eight years ago. Um, yeah, yeah when, when I started, there wasn't kind of FPL content necessarily out there, apart from a few paper journal, you know, uh, stories on papers, etc. Maybe I can't remember if Fancy Football Scout was back. I was out back then. Yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. We were, we were. I mean, for for about two or. Th- well, three or four years, really. Probably the only one of the only ones, really, around. But obviously, it's proliferated hugely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, back in the day, I don't think many people actually knew what they were doing, mm. and it was just like a, a fun game. Mm. Um, so that's kind of how I started. Just just having having a laugh with with friends. Probably taking minus twenty every week. You know, proper casual approach. Uh, and then you know, I think. It's probably probably when like Let's Talk FPL started mm-hmm. streaming. Uh, you know, I was one of the first people to watch him and okay. seeing how he kind of approached it. And then more articles came out, yeah. more strategies came out. Uh, yeah, you kind of you kind of learn the optimal yeah. way of approaching the season and stuff. And it, it's it's super interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a poker player as well in my spare yeah. time, and I love the kind of analytical okay. statistical approach that is like you could share between poker and FPL. It's, it's very similar of, you know, making the optimal approach yeah. and then a certain percentage of the time, the outcome is going to be good. Yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. also that gameplay element to it as well. Um, I know, I know particularly uh, one of the topics going into game week one was Kane or, or Halland or Harland. If I'm in Norway, I'm allowed to say, but I'm not outside of Norway. Um, uh, Harland. Um, so, um, uh, that was a sort of a gameplay move because you're looking at the strategy of the game. What would you do if so-and-so scored a brace, if one of them didn't? And how would you, what would you do? So you're essentially sort of in your head betting, you know, betting yeah. on particular outcomes. So, yeah, there are great, great similarities um, there. Um, but um, you are a Manchester, forget about those good players. You're, you're a Manchester United fan as well. Um, <sighs> this is designed as evergreen. So this, you might be watching this in, two two three years in the future when manchester united are good this currently they're currently not <laughs> this is the 2022-23 season so yeah has that influenced your decision making i mean do you are, you are you better when they're better or does it not work like that no um i'm definitely not one of those people who always puts my own team's players in his teams if anything i think last season maybe i had bruno for a little mm. bit um but yeah, no, I think Man United are in a void for a while. <laughs> uh, fancy helps though. You know, when you when your team's not doing very well, which has been the case for United for what, eight years now, it's it's really fun to have fancy in the background. So, you know, you enjoy watching maybe a, a Leeds versus Bournemouth because yeah. you've got Aronson from Leeds, for example, and you're like, come on, Aronson. Um, yeah, so, so fancy, I feel like really helps 
when when my team's not doing very well, which is quite often at the moment. Um, and just before we move on to your career history, because um, I, I, I didn't actually get you on the show because of your career history, but it turns out you're actually pretty good at <laughs> FPL as well. So that's handy. So we'll talk about that in a sec. But have you got any other sort of FPL books in mind? Um, I've, I think I think you've mentioned to me a, a crossword book. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've just released a football crossword mm-hmm. book. Um yeah, I, th- I think the Fantasy Premier League Journal is probably the yeah. main one. I'm okay. doing that again next year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe doing a Fantasy Premier League colouring book for kids next year as well from Ooh, kind of what we've spoken about. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, wow, I look forward to that. Um, my kids are, 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 are moody teenagers, so they won't. But um, if you've got younger <laughs> kids, they'll like, they'll like that um, a lot. Let's have a look at your um, career history then um so we're looking at the uh this goes back to 2013 when you started playing and as you said it's you know a couple of couple of poor ranks initially and then 2015 started playing uh a bit more seriously and uh it, uh flirting with the top 10k suddenly and then another top 50k um the 700k next year but then once again on the edge of the top 10k 2018 2019 top 30k 2020 21 top 2k um, and then twenty last season, uh, another top forty k finish. Um, so you've had a, a, a string of very good results, and in particular, a couple of years ago. Um, what what happened in twenty 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 one? I mean, apart from the global pandemic and the world um, falling apart, um, your your team did well. So what what happened there? <laughs> I think I kind of approached most, apart from the the one off season, which was like seven hundred k, where. Uh, I had a bit of banter with with some um, some of my friends in mini leagues, and I went against the. It, it, I basically did the equivalent of kind of not picking Salah at all, mm-hmm. whoever that was back yeah. then, and going against the grain, and it just completely burning me. Um, yeah, generally I approach it in the in the same way, um, and I feel like my my results apart from that year are pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's, it's it's when things come off. Because because yeah. things don't always come off, and then the one time they do come off a, a few weeks in a row, that's when those green arrows hit. I feel. Yeah. So, I feel like my approach has been very very consistent, maybe over the past three four years. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I just got the kind of rub of the green really in uh, twenty twenty. So, um, I mean, I get I guess usual in terms of top tips. You usual things help, or are you a a, a mad hit taker and um, go for the maverick picks, or do you sort of do it, you know, Captain Salah. Keep it nice and um, steady. Don't take too many hits. You, which which type of manager are you there? One of the main reasons I've got better at FPL is because I've learned patience. Mm-hmm. Maybe three years ago, if if I got someone in for a run of four games and the first two games they blank, I'd be like, right, move away from the game plan, yeah. get them out. I think over the past couple of years, I've, I've learned, you know, stick to the plan. You got them in for a reason, so. Yeah. For example, people taking out Jesus after he blanks after one game week yeah. or or like myself, I got Bailey in for the first two mm. fixtures yeah, uh, and he looked terrible game week one. But yeah. I got him in for those two fixtures. So I'm going to stick yeah. with that, keep to keep to my plan mm. uh, and kind of keep the patience. So, yeah, I, t- I tend to look at it as like blocks of fixtures, like okay. a lot of managers do, uh, especially with uh, more game, more wild cards yeah. kind of this year. I'm kind of looking at it as like blocks of four. So first yeah. four game weeks, yeah. go hard on that. Second four game weeks, go hard on that. So yeah, it's it's all for me. It's all about patience, okay. um, sticking to the game plan, 
but then not being too stuck to it. So if someone gets injured or yeah, yeah. someone looks really poor, mm-hmm. you know, have a, have a kind of backup plan in, in mind. Well, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, for, for those watching this, perhaps after this season, this is the season with the World Cup in the middle of it, in the middle of winter. So we all get effectively a wild card from uh, game week, whenever it is in, in November, all, all, all the way through till January. Um, so, so in essence, it's a season where we all have to use our wild card quite early. Um, so we are indeed thinking in terms of four week blocks. I, I tend to do that anyway. Um, for for better or worse, but it, it, it's a, it's a nice simple way of looking at it. Really, just looking at fixture runs uh, and going for those four to five weeks. So yeah, and obviously it's paying paying off with you uh, there with all those um, good ranks. Um, let's have a look at your bus team. So we're going into game week two in the twenty twenty two twenty three season. And this is sort of a, just a sort of a snapshot um, of your thinking. And uh, for those uh, watching this very quickly. Um, you can, I like the way you're getting your book out already to have a look. So most people would be looking at a screen or their phone at the moment, but yeah, you can consult your journal to have a look. So I, I've, I've, I've gone old school with, um, a bit of digital technology to show your team. Um, uh, you've got the new more new fangled journal there. So for the benefit of those listening on the podcast version, you have a four, four, two with Ramsdale and goal, Alexander Arnold, uh, Matty Cash from Villa, uh, uh, James, uh, Reese James, uh, from Chelsea, Can- uh, Cancelo, uh, and then you've got, uh, Martinelli, Luis Diaz, Salah, and Bailey across your midfield. And up front, you've got Jesus and Haaland, or oh, Haaland, 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 <laughs> uh, 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 as your captain. Uh, and on your bench, you've got Ward, uh, Andreas, uh, Williams, and Archer. Um, so they, if you've got, you've got money in the bank here and you're not planning any moves? Yeah, one million in the bank. Oh, wow. um, I had some plans in mind for game week mm. three for that million. Mm. Um, and also wanted a bit of flex in case like Bailey didn't mm. start, for example, game week one to to allow to go yeah. up to a six. So, yeah, I think I think it's pretty template, to be honest. Maybe apart from from Cash, yeah. who, who I took a bit of a pun, punt on. Yeah. Um, Bailey, again, is, is a little, it's, it's basically Bailey versus Neto. Yeah maybe versus Aronson for that spot. I thought first two fixtures, you know, especially against Everton at home, I'm, I'm hoping Villa might improve a little yeah. bit. Uh, but yeah, so I think it's it's pretty template with a, with a couple of... So what, what have you written in your notes for this? I mean, I know you're saying it now, but have you literally written that in your... There we go. So th- this is, this is okay. for those watching the video, <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my notes nice. for last week. Um, you've given yourself four out of five star rating? Yeah. Previous. So how, how did you do in the previous week? But how much did you get? Seventy-three. Nice. De- decent start. Um, yeah, Bailey at risk of bench after one mediocre game week. Okay. But it is his birthday this week, so I'm kind of hoping yeah. and, he gets the birthday and goals. He, and he and he did very well against Everton this time last season. Oh, brilliant! Um, but that'll be famous last words if you're watching this after the weekend when he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in my notes, I've got Zinchenko with a big question mark. He looks really good, but I've already got okay. three Arsenal, so he might have to wait till a wild card. Uh, looking at who I move Bailey to, whether it's Neto, Podence, Aronson, mm-hmm. or another, and then when I make the move of Cash to a five point five, which at the moment is game week three, I think yeah. for, to per- perish it. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of plan for for the yeah. million in the bank. Yeah, I'm looking at. Um, uh... For, for my team, sort of, I've got Bailey as well. 
um, and I've got a mason mount. But I think I think I might just do a simple Bailey to Dewsbury Hall. Nice and boring. Um, that's what I've sort of penciled in in my journal at the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I I look at re- I look at your team and I think, wow, you've got a million in the bank and your team looks better than mine. And I'm not quite sure how I've managed to avoid that um, situation. But uh, we all have the same team in game one that we, you know, all the same same advantages. Um, when when do you plan to wildcard this season? Do you have a plan in mind? Not necessarily. Uh, maybe when there's a fixture shift around game week mm-hmm. eight, nine, somewhere around there. Um, but but I think the season was was uh, a unique one because I thought, right, I'll go hard mm-hmm. on the first few fixtures. Um, if it falls flat, I can wildcard game week yeah. three if I want to. Um, yeah, no, Normally I try and save it for as late as possible, mm-hmm. but th- this year whenever it needs it really okay uh, all your players are at home this week so it should be should be fine and you've got a good good captain um choice as well um craig thanks so much um for joining me and it was great that you got your book out as you were doing that because that's that's a point i wanted to to, to bring forward really it's not just sort of a plug for any old book because it, it's something that might get people thinking even if they don't buy the book they might just get thinking about going back to a bit of paper and pen, going a bit old school, uh, mapping it out, doing a bit of their own colouring in and just having a look at um, the game weeks as they go by without without being on our screens all the time um, and, uh, you know, free up a bit of time for the family and all those types of things. Um, but um, great. Thanks so much uh, for joining me. Just before we go, is there anything else you wanted to add at all? We, we think we covered most things. Yeah, really happy. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, big big time watcher of fancy football scout um and it's it was a privilege to be on thanks a lot um uh, i hope you've enjoyed that uh, i hope you listen i just wanted to remind people um to make sure they uh, subscribe and like um uh we the subscribe button is is really vital uh you know for us and for you as well to uh, keep keep in touch um with all our um you know, with all our videos and all the team updates and things like that. And, and do press like as well, because the, the, the algorithms um, and all of the complicated digital things, the non uh, book coloring in book form, you, I haven't done a coloring in book uh, version of YouTube yet, as far as I'm aware. Um, but uh, maybe that's that's for later. But um, do subscribe, <laughs> do like and uh, thanks so much for joining me, Craig. And uh, thanks so much for watching and listening. Cheers.